0: Welcome to Addicted to Busy, the podcast specifically for overachieving property managers who are dying for a little more work-life balance in their lives. Each week, we dismantle all the BS that holds us back. You'll learn how to nix those tricky self-sabotaging habits so that you have the time, energy, and motivation to create what you really want in life. If you're looking to shift from overcommitted to overjoyed, this is the podcast for you. Let's do this. Now, your host... Anna Haviljana. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Addicted to Busy. So I wanted to do something to celebrate the first year anniversary of the launch of this podcast. But the thing about it is I posted the first episode of Addicted to Busy on August 4th last year, but it took me almost seven weeks to get the courage to post A second episode so that's why we are kind of sort of celebrating today i posted the second episode of addicted to busy on september 20th of last year and then since then i've posted just about every week thereafter and i can't believe that we are almost at 50 episodes for those of you who have listened to all of the episodes from start to finish You literally heard me yammering on for almost 17 hours straight, and I want to say thank you for that because you certainly have a choice in the content you consume, and it means a lot that you're choosing to listen to this podcast, and especially for the people who are interacting with the material, writing in, leaving comments, and sharing with others, I really, really Appreciate it. Because of that, I've been given the opportunity to work with various apartment and real estate associations. This year alone, I have been to Raleigh, Houston, Minneapolis, Portland, Eugene, Richmond, Bloomington, and Knoxville. And I've been given the opportunity to support the most amazing managers that you can imagine. I don't take this lightly. It's an honor to be able to support. The leaders in our industry. When someone invests in a class or a program or an in person speaking event, I don't take it lightly. I'm committed to serving this industry in the best way that I know how, because I know that there are many of you out there who are struggling to keep your head above water right now. While I was creating these episodes, there were multiple times that I would get choked up myself. Those who know me know that I tend to wear my heart on my sleeve. But I also think that that's one of the reasons why I am able to connect with other people. More than once, I've hopped on a free coaching call and had a total stranger start crying in the first few minutes of our session because they said that the podcast was the first time that they really felt heard or seen or that they just didn't feel alone in their struggles. When I started the podcast, I knew that I wanted to create something that would allow me to share what I have learned from my mentors, right? I had absolutely no clue that it was going to allow me to connect with others in the way that it has. And at times, it feels like I'm still trying to find my voice and trying to clarify the message that I want to share with people. I'm still learning what it takes and what it means to create write, and share, and get feedback from everyone, and then do it again and again and again. This project has been hard at times. I had a lot of fears going into it, and to be honest with you, some of those fears are still with me today. Mainly, I fear things like, what if I say the wrong thing? Or, what if I say something that's a little bit tone-deaf or misinformed? Or what if my own blind spots are exposed for everyone to see? Now, on the other side of this a year later, I can safely say that it's been worth the risk of saying the wrong thing. Each week, I hear stories either from my clients or from podcast listeners telling me about how people are taking care of themselves. I have one client who they were a listener of the podcast before joining the group program and Holy cow, she just took month one by storm. Normally, it takes a few weeks to get managers to ease into the idea that taking care of themselves and putting themselves first can help them work more productively and efficiently. And this gal just launched herself into the course material. She hopped on her first call and said that she'd finally taken time to go get her nails done. And that the following week, she already had plans to go get her eyebrows done. It feels good when you take care of yourself. And a lot of us have this belief that taking care of ourselves is gonna come at the expense of other people. When you start to feel good, that expands into everything around you. And that is what I'm passionate about is helping people craft out little moments into their day or their week to simply take care of themselves. So as I think about the lessons that I've learned this last year through creating the podcast and trying to spread my message, there are three challenges and three lessons that I wanted to share with you over the next few episodes, right? And that is number one, Be willing to be a beginner. Number two, be willing to get it wrong. And number three, be willing to drop perfectionism. So, I'm going to talk about this from my experience of doing something completely new. I had never done a podcast before. A year ago, I really had no clue how to put it together, how to get it up and running, and then how to share it with other people. So, for those of you who have something, that you have always been interested in, or maybe you have a goal that you've never taken action on, I want you to keep that interest or goal in mind as you listen to me speak today. Now, it doesn't have to be a podcast. It could be absolutely anything. It could be learning how to speak Spanish or learning how to start a side business, or it could even be something as simple as wanting to make more consistent time for your family. right? So let's hop right in. My biggest fear in starting this podcast and coaching program was basically the concern that maybe my experience was too ripe for the picking. At the time that I started formulating the beginnings of Addicted to Busy, I had been a general manager at a residential site, and I had taken a demotion to an assistant general manager in order to make the switch from residential management into commercial property management now after a couple years i felt like i was right on the cusp of getting promoted to general manager in commercial real estate and i really questioned if i should wait another year before starting this business i really feared that i did not have enough time in the industry to be able to get on a platform and really speak about it but There were a couple things that helped me move through that. First of all, I had to remember that I have made plenty of mistakes, both professionally and personally, and I've always lived to tell the tale. I remember I used to do CrossFit. I had an amazing coach who loved to push me to my limits, and he would listen to me bicker and complain and throw out every excuse and limiting belief that my brain could think of. And eventually, I would figure out how to do whatever skill or task it was that he was asking me how to do. And he would always say at the end, but did you die? And I didn't. So I've started relying on the idea that I've made mistakes in the past before, and I have lived to tell the tale. Second of all, I don't coach people on how to run Their sites. I'm coaching them on how to make sure that they're taking care of themselves while running their sites. And those are two totally different things with two totally different skill sets. And then finally, the other thing that helped me push through was the fact that the ideas in my podcast really aren't always my own. A lot of what I share here is based off of what my supervisors and my mentors taught me. So the goal of the podcast isn't necessarily to be the expert on work-life balance. More so, it's to be a conduit for all of the ways that property managers are out there managing to get things done and also dedicate ample time and energy to their personal lives. I remember whenever I started a new position or took a promotion, I never felt ready. (laughs) There was always a little bit of fear and doubt present, Definitely some imposter syndrome going on. And as we know now, that's very natural. It's completely normal to feel uncomfortable when doing something new. So that's the lesson that I had to relearn. I had to be willing to be a beginner. There were obviously the technical aspects of learning how to podcast, things like learning how to record, how to edit, and how to get everything posted. And I've also had to write more and more. Holy cow, I had no clue how much writing I would be doing as a part of this gig. The first episode that I wrote, it took me weeks to put it together. I festered over every tiny little detail. I perfected my script from top to bottom. I don't know how many times I recorded it before I was finally satisfied. Update to today, currently I post three to four episodes each month. So I have greatly improved my capacity to just move through that discomfort, get the episode written, get it recorded, and put it out to share. If you have an interest or a goal that you have never pursued, it's going to be a requirement that you allow yourself to be bad at it. And a lot of us aren't great at doing that. We don't want to get embarrassed and we certainly don't want to appear Incompetent or out of our league. But I think that doing new things is really a great exercise in addressing our ego and making sure that we keep our ego in check. Creating the podcast has forced me to grow. I've had to listen to the playback, which I absolutely hate doing. The sound of my own voice makes me cringe. But I think that's also what has helped me improve in my public speaking endeavors. By being willing to listen back to my recordings, even though I don't like doing it, it's given me this opportunity to evaluate how I speak. And it also given me the chance every week to practice improving my communication skills. So, sure, maybe my experience is too ripe for the picking in some areas of property management. But I do feel very confident in my ability to try things that may seem scary at first. For example, I've talked a little bit on the podcast about how I have always wanted to learn how to salsa dance. As a kid, I was infatuated with the movie Selena. Jennifer Lopez does an amazing job singing and dancing, and she got to wear all of these beautiful costumes. But the truth is that desire to dance never went away for me. It has always looked so fun and exciting, and I love music. But the reality of learning how to salsa dance was the exact opposite. It was not fun and exciting at first. I had to be willing to show up to a class by myself without knowing anyone, and then sadly trip over everyone's feet. I would also go to dance socials on the weekend and I would feel so nervous that I wasn't going to remember anything that I had learned in class that week, right? It was awful. It was totally uncomfortable. I felt like a weirdo showing up in places where I didn't know anyone. Oftentimes it felt like I was getting picked last in gym class if no one offered to dance with me. But now I look back on that and I can see that it took bravery. It also took a lot of willingness to sit in discomfort until my skills started to improve. And over time, I started to realize that it honestly doesn't matter when I trip on someone's feet, because in most cases, the lead dancer is also in the process of learning how to dance. Through that experience, I started to get to know more people in my local community, which I certainly appreciated. So now I can tell you, yes, salsa dancing is fun and exciting, but it comes at the cost of first being willing to feel self-conscious and awkward. I am so glad that I'm willing to feel those emotions because for me, it means in the future, if there's anything new that I want to try, I already have the skill of being willing to be a beginner. You have likely heard me say this before, but I really believe that the property management industry draws in a lot of perfectionists and people-pleasers. And that's why they're so good at their jobs. Perfectionists and people-pleasers, they are great at getting shit done and getting it done right. But I do wonder what would change or what would shift for more of us if we gave ourselves just a little bit more space and a lot more grace to make mistakes. I know for myself that I had to get better at moving through failure and not making it mean something about me as a person. To be honest, I am still learning how to do it. For me, this is one of those concepts that I understand it intellectually, but I don't always execute it well in the moment. However, that's why I have loved the challenges of podcasting and salsa dancing. It is the perfect arena to give myself plenty of opportunities to fail and see how I handle it and then choose to move forward. We all have room to grow as it pertains to handling our mistakes. I prefer to learn those lessons in lower stake situations, like salsa dancing for fun, as opposed to learning those lessons in higher stake situations, like client meetings. For example, I would get terribly nervous when leading ownership meetings with new asset managers. I remember I was once leading an onboarding meeting and the ownership group was all male and every single one of them were very boisterous and they were not afraid to speak up over one another. Now, that was difficult for me as a perfectionist and a people pleaser and someone who never wants to say the wrong thing. I remember in one of our biweekly meetings, I kept mispronouncing the word expediters. I kept saying expeditors over and over and over again. And I made an absolute fool of myself, probably just as much of a fool as I looked like on the dance floor at those first few socials. But that's the skill, is the willingness to look like a fool and show up tomorrow anyway. If the sound of that makes your skin cringe a little bit, I hear you. I get it. No one really wants to look like a fool at any point. But what I do want you to know is what it feels like to have this skill. When you willingly throw yourself into the fire of doing things that you have no history of doing, you will start to realize that your future is unlimited. I know that sounds a little bit cheesy, but it's true. If there is anything that you want to learn, and if there's anything that you want to try, when you already have the skill of being humbled enough to allow yourself to be a beginner and look like a fool and trip and fall your way through learning something new, life becomes more fun. So as a listener, this is something that I want for you, just so long as you want it for yourself. Now, you've heard me say this almost 50 times now. If this podcast is resonating with you, you have got to take this work to the next level. So please, please, please don't just listen to this podcast and then forget about this episode. Digest it, play with what you heard, take what works for you, leave the pieces that don't and please go get your free journal questions. You can check it out at anahavigliana.com backslash journal. That's A-N-N-A-J-A. V is invisible, E-double-L-A-N-A dot com backslash journal. All right, my friends. I love you. Keep going. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Addicted to Busy. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.